Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, Attorney Kim Hegwood, with Hegwood Law Group and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning. Welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today, Kimberly Fittard with Southern Touch Home Health. And so, good morning. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me on today. Not a problem. And so, we always like to showcase uh, our referral partners and things like that. So, to um, because you know y'all do such good work. So, so let's do this. Let's kind of uh, kind of give some little bit, you know, kind of a background stuff for listeners that may not be very familiar with home health. And can you tell our listeners what services does home health provide? So home health, a lot of people confuse home health with home care or even Medicaid provider services. Traditionally, all of us do fall into what they call as a home health category you differentiate a little further from skilled versus non-skilled. I work with a company that does skilled services. So that means basically providing nursing, physical therapy, occupational therapy, wound care, and in some cases, maybe a short-term home health aid, which may go out maybe once a week for 20 to 30 minutes to assess with uh, bathing, grooming, and, and small ADLs. So that's kind of skilled home health in a nutshell, which is what Southern Touch provides in the Houston and surrounding vicinity. So uh, does Medicare pay for home health care? Actually, yes. Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare replacements, HMOs, and PBOs. Typically, anyone age 21 on up would be classified for adult home health skilled services. And so, well, that's good because that always helps when people know that their insurance is going to pay for it. And so it makes it a little easier to get. And so, and and most people get referred to home health, you know, from their doctors. And so um, they don't necessarily have to have a prescription for that, do they or do they? Actually, so we see all types of referrals. We may get a referral from, typically, we do a lot with hospitals. So if somebody's been in the hospital setting, maybe they had a stroke or they fell or just came in through the ER and were ill, we'll work with our case managers, social workers, and discharge planners. To answer your question on order-wise, yes, physicians do order home health. For home health services, you do have to have a recent encounter with a physician within the last 30 days. So it does require orders from a primary care physician. And even further, depending on that patient's insurance, what I've seen in our hospital and our rehab and nursing home settings, maybe over the past year, as some of the guidelines with Medicare and home health has changed through what they call patient-driven payment model, PDPM or PDGM, is let's say I have AARP Medicare. It's a Medicare replacement plan. They, the hospitalist ordering that home health, may not be covered under that particular plan. 
So it's going to require, we'll verify insurance, and it may say this referral requires a prescription from the patient's primary care physician because that hospitalist is at a network. So that means typically reaching out to that, that social worker in the skilled facility, the case manager, while they're there saying, since they're in your care, can we get it peer-to-peer? -peer? Typically, it's just a, a phone call saying we have Miss Smith in the hospital here. We're trying to set up home health. However, since our hospitalist is not in network with this plan, as the home health has tried to run the benefits, can you coordinate in signing these home health orders? Typically, it's a simple phone call, but it can't be done from somebody like me, even though I'm a rep and it was sent to me, that patient isn't in our care yet. So if I called, I could call as a courtesy, but they may say, hmm, where are you getting this referral? It, this patient isn't quite yours yet. So that's when we typically try to reach out with these post-acute facilities, trying to educate them on these, these changes with insurance. Because at the end of the day, we just want to help these residents and these patients get home safely. So how long does the prescription cover? I mean, what's the typical time frame that a doctor will, you know, say you need home health services? Typically, it would depend on their particular needs. A certification period may last anywhere from 90 to 180 days, depending on what that insurance plan is, what we're coming across lately. I've noticed with our Medicare-aged residents, a lot of them have gone on replacement plans, or maybe they're in that case where they're working, but they're still retired. So now they have a commercial insurance that's picking up. So you may run a plan, even though the cert period's up to 180 days, we're coming across a lot of the Blue Cross Blue Shield commercial plans. Some of these plans for individuals still working that may say you have 120 visits per calendar year. Typically, if you have traditional Medicare, you can always recertify. There's not necessarily a cutoff on services, but again, you can't have a patient on constant services for a year or two years straight. If they have different comorbidities or maybe I broke my hip, but I have COPD and CHF and I have wounds, well, you have three different criteria is now your meeting. So you may, I can't, my wound is healed. I can't recertify anymore under my wound, but I still need nursing to come and check my meds, to come check my weight, come check my blood pressure, and then the physical therapist doing therapy. So it's, it's really, what I've seen the past year to year and a half with a lot of these replacement plans and so many people not on your traditional Medicare anymore, some of the, the people don't even know. Like we call them and we're like, you know, you have Aetna Medicare. And they say, no, 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 I have Aetna. It, it's Medicare. And I'm like, no, actually, when you signed on with Aetna, it, it's replaced that Medicare. So the Medicare is secondary, the Aetna is primary. Yes, it is still a Medicare plan, but the criteria is different. The visits are going to be different. Just it, it's almost like they're different plans in themselves. 
And so how often, you spoke just briefly, you know, about coming out, you know, once a week. How often can you come out? Can you come out more than that? Because I'm thinking if I wanted a shower, I'd like to have one more than once a week. <laughs> so it truly depends on the insurance. And also with our pandemic, AIDS are in, in AIDS are very hard to find. Typically, a home health aid may make maybe nine to twelve dollars an hour. And what we found with COVID, the past year and a half, we've been battling it. Many of these people that would typically work as an aide, they're qualifying for more with unemployment benefits than going back to work. So for nursing, typically you'll have a nurse depending on the doctor's orders. It's all going to basically depend on your physician's orders. If it's a referral for nursing with a wound, they'll typically come out three to four times a week. If it's a physical therapy referral, basically the, the nurse will go in and evaluate your patient. There will typically always, unless it's a physical therapy only referral, there's always at least one visit for the skilled nurse to go and admit and assess your, your client or your patient or you know your community member. And from there, they would basically call the physical therapist out who would do an evaluation. And from there determine based off of their patient assessment, how many days a week that client will qualify for occupational therapy, physical therapy, and speech therapy. As far as AIDS, in a perfect world, let's say all of us could find AIDS and we had AIDS working, it is dependent on insurance. Um, I know a lot of these HMO plans, they may cover an aid to come out twice a week for 30 to 45 minutes. However, a lot of people confuse an aid with Medicaid provider service, which is a whole different beast. It is under the home care criteria, but there's a whole different process for qualifying that. And you may have somebody on Medicare with Medicaid secondary that truly qualifies to have somebody in there 20 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours a week. So ideally, and, and we can get into that later if there's questions you have on that. Um, ideally, if they meet the criteria for that, they may have a friend, a family member, a church member, a son, a daughter. If it's a wife that's ill, the husband could be their care provider. So I know, you know, back in the day that when I was in the doctor's office with my grandmother, and he says, you know, you need home health and here's three options. I'm like, which one do I pick? I don't know, you know? And so uh, I, I found that, um, you know, over time, you know, we really try to work with good people, you know, so that we can say if a client calls, say, here's who you need to call, you know? And if they don't service your area, they will tell you who to call And you know, they know, you know, they all know each other. And so, um, you know, so if, if you're not one of my clients and, you know, looking for home health care agency, how do they, can they select um, their own? I mean, even if the doctor gives you, you know, three options, can they select a different one? Absolutely. So actually I've, I've been in this industry, gosh, almost 11 years when I got into it. I was like, how do people do this this long? Now, now I'm one of those gals. Um, <laughs> Typically, you're right. You really hit the nail on the head, Kim. And so a lot of us, we work friendly with our competitors. I know with the nursing shortage, I cover Houston about a two-hour radius. But if I don't have a nurse somewhere, maybe that, that, that family, I reach out and I'm like, well, this is what an aide would cover. 
I don't have one. Do you truly need one? And, and let's say they told me yes. I would say, well, give me a few minutes. Let me connect with my friends, my colleagues, my competitors in the area that take this insurance. Because at the end of the day, I got into this. I have aging parents. I've had aging grandparents. So I think of everybody like my mom and my grandma. When they meet, how would I want to be treated? So I'll, I'll reach out and say, first off, do you have an aid? Because that, that's the new brand. They need an aid. Do you take this insurance? And most importantly, do you cover the area? And since I've had this patient's permission already to connect and resource out, when I find somebody that has that fit, or let's say I've found three people that have that fit, typically I don't like to send three that one referral three different places. I know how frustrating it is when you get something in and you're working it to only say, somebody else has picked it up or that that family to have three different calls. I don't feel good already. That could be really frustrating and confusing. So typically I'll send it out to the one, call the family and say, I've sent it out to XYZ Home Health. They've taken good care of our patients in the past. They cover your area. And here's the direct reps point of contact. I typically like to refer to people I know and I've seen in the community. And the rep will let me know everything's gone smooth or if for some odd reason they need something, we collaborate together to get them started. So absolutely, you can pick your own home health. Your doctor may have some choices, but a lot of times what we see as well, the choices that you have, everybody's insurance list changes. Yes. <laughs> pretty frequently. Most definitely. So what kind of criteria? So how do we pick a good one? If I don't know anything, if you're not one of my clients and I don't send you to the good ones uh, and you're just somebody listening and, and, uh, and they're saying, okay, well, I have to have a home health care company. How do they pick one? What, what do they look for? So typically if they're in the hospital or they're in a skilled facility, your case managers will typically give you a few top selections. Those are ones that are on the hospital database that they, they know the rep they have a relationship with, and they know for the most part, they cover the area. If it's somebody that's never been to a hospital or a nursing home, I fell, I'm just trying to figure out somebody, my doctor doesn't really have anybody. I would basically start asking in the area, you know, Google home health care near me. You could even call your insurance and ask for a list of current approved providers in your area. Typically, a lot of us that are in contract with those HMOs, PPOs, with Medicare, there's going to be a lot of us that come up. I, I would start asking questions. When you call up, maybe ask, is there a community liaison I can talk to? And that's where somebody like me would come in and basically talk to the family, see what they're needing, see what they need help with, make sure that we're the right fit for what they're needing. Because they may be calling for skilled, but they may need home care or provider services. So awesome, awesome. And so uh, Kimberly, I just wanted to thank you for, for coming today. So if somebody wants to find you, how do they find Southern Touch? So they would find us on our website, www.southerntouchhh.com. My email is kpetard at southerntouchhh.com. And my personal cell number for any questions is 
888-242-2395. And I'm always happy to help. Even if it's a holiday, my phone doesn't stop. <laughs> well, I appreciate that immensely and uh, so much. And thanks, thanks so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Kim. Y'all have a fabulous day. And thank you again for having us on today. Not a problem. You as well. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcast as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice. 